Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Josh Lyles with Bears Nation Podcast. This will be our last episode until the start of the season. Because of this, I've decided to do a special episode in the sense I interviewed two Bears fans to share their fandom. These guys are both part of Chicago Sports Nation and both love what they do. Let's hear why they love it. Our first interview today will be David Miller. He is a uh, blogger on Bears Nation. Probably seen some of his stuff. He did the offensive line overview and he has done some other things. A court, he did the quarterback overview as well. So he is very active on Bears Nation and posting articles. And so we wanted to kind of highlight him and why he's a Bears fan and um, just kind of get to know him as a fan and where it all came from. So the first question I asked him was, was where did your fandom come from? So let's hear what he had to say. All right, so I'm 15. I'm not that old. And I haven't, I've been exposed to football my whole life. My dad's always been a big Bears fan. He has cousins that live out in Chicago that would come to his house when he was little and would bring him helmets and jerseys and cards and all that good stuff. So I was kind of forced into being a Bears fan. And I remember when I was little, I, again, I didn't really understand football. I was like four or five and I had a bunch of G.I. Joes. And he set them up and he would teach me positions. He would teach me how football worked. So I've known the game since it was like three or four and then as I got older I started getting into more statistical stuff players uh teams and things like that and like I said my dad was a big Bears fan so he would take me to card we had a card shop that just closed down a couple of years ago we would go to twice three times a week and I would always get signed cards he uh would have different autographs and they would be like three or four bucks so I have a ton of them it's like Specifically, for example, one Christmas, my dad bought me this Gale Sayers autograph card that was like 200 bucks. And I remember we went to the store and he had it on display and I wanted to look at it. And I was asking my dad if he would buy it for me because I had no idea at that point. And the guy was saying like, oh, no, someone already bought it. And I remember seeing the guy wink at my dad and I was so confused and then opened it up on Christmas morning. But anyways, being from Western Maryland... It's kind of weird being a Bears fan because everyone here is Ravens fans, Eagles fans, Steelers fans. There's even a Cowboys fan that I'm good friends with that I butt heads with a good bit about Howard and Elliott mainly. Yeah, I've just kind of was born into it, grew into it. I got jerseys everywhere, helmets, cards, anything you can imagine. I got it. And like you said, getting different stuff from family members and friends, family friends, different things. Another interview I did was with Ron Luce. He's uh, our blogger for Blackhawks Nation, and he's also doing a fantasy football podcast called Fire Away Fantasy Podcast. He is he is a blogger, 
for Blackhawks Nation, but he is a football fanatic from the beginning. Um, and so he kind of talks about his fandom too. So let's let's hear what he had to say about how he got started as a Bears fan. So I am a Bears fan. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, a little suburb right outside of the city uh, called Oakland. Um, pretty much ever since I was a kid. Um, you know, when I was a young, young kid, I wasn't a big sports fan, actually. I was I was much more into animals and different things and then uh roughly middle not even middle school probably about third grade so it's probably about eight years old um i really started falling in love with football uh, it was kind of my, my first love um you know even though i write for chicago blackhawks nation uh my first love was football um i played football in college um at a small school on the south side of, the, of chicago um, so I've always, that's all I've ever known are Chicago Bears, you know, uh, those great defenses of Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs and uh, Peanut Tillman and the way back days of Mike Brown when he was there at safety and uh, Chris Harris. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And I just, I fell in love with the team, the blue and the orange, um, you know, rooting for your city. I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to to go anywhere else with, with the love for, for football and Chicago Bears football, especially. So, um, I got into it early. It's, it's always been my love. Um, you know, ever since, I mean, the days when they were garbage back in 2003 and four and, um, you know, the reopening of soldier field and then, you know, five and obviously the medical run in 06, um, when they came up just short, but um, no, I love the Bears. Uh, I'll forever be a Bears fan. Um, even if there's days it doesn't seem like it, because I kind of over-criticize the game after you play it for so long. But um, no, I, I love love the Bears. I'll forever root for my hometown team. And um, the only the only thing I know is the blue and orange. Um, is there any? Is there like a specific story that you remember growing up that? Like this was this was your Bears moment. Like I go back to this moment every time. Um, that's a really good question. I'd probably say the the biggest moment, I guess, that forever lives in my brain, um, was that 2006 um, national or the NFC Championship game when they beat New Orleans to go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I remember being. I was what. 11 years old 12 years old maybe and just running around my house I think I was I had just gotten a Devin Hester jersey that year because it was a rookie year I'd gotten in the middle of the year I had it on I was waving it around like a rally towel yelling we're going to the Super Bowl we're going to the Super Bowl um you know so I think I think that kind of I, I still remember that catch that Barian made in that game don't ask me why it was Barian's catch but uh, you know, the streak down the sideline to, to pretty much ice the game and put it away and, and send them to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that specific play and that specific game is kind of the one I always gravitate back to of like, this is, this was the height of my Bears excitement. And, you know, the day that that returns when they're getting there again is going to be unreal. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, especially yeah. now that I'm older and I've, you know, I've seen, you know, the Hawks do it and I've, you know, now seen the Cubs do it and, you know, was alive when the Sox did it. And 
you know, the Bears are the only team that haven't, haven't won a Super Bowl since I've been live in Chicago, so, or a championship, excuse me, in Chicago uh, since I've been live. So when they win it, oh, it's just going to be a, a citywide party. Yeah. Um, That'll be one heck of a parade. Oh, my goodness. It's it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be the, the Hawks parade tenfold. Why, why football? Why do you feel like football is so important to people? Why? Why does everybody love it so much, and why do you love it so much? I think football as a game is bigger than itself to people, and and the reason I say that is life lessons that you can learn out of football. You know, when I I started playing the game because I just the the physicality of it drew me in, and um, you know, watching the high paced action and these you know, six, three, 250 pound brutes running at each other. Um, that originally got my attention. And then the, the, uh, strategic side of the game drew me in. But then once I, once I got in a locker room in high school and I started playing organized football, I think that's where it really kind of hit me and and made people kind of, I can see why people now gravitate so heavily to it because, you know, just cause it's a game, it's, it's the idea of brotherhood. It's the idea of camaraderie. It's the idea of having somebody's back and, and, um, you know, just consistently, you, no matter how much you may dislike the guy on the other side of the field, it's about respect. It's about, you know, appreciating someone else's talents, even if you don't like them, it's, you know, pride for your city and, you know, it's, it's, I think it goes back to the, you know, the gladiator days where, you know, people were drawn to the, the, the danger and the excitement of that danger. And I think there's a lot of that to football as well, but, you know, beyond the, the physicality and that part that draws people. And I think it's the, the life lessons and the moral lessons that the game teaches people, um, that I know lives on with me forever some of my best friends are guys that I lined up with in high school and in college. Um, two of my best friends, we were the center, right guard, and right tackle starting on our high school football team for four years. And then in college, we all got to play together again. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's all of those things cumulated in the, in the one entity that we can everybody can kind of draw back to, and that's the game of football. All right, so the whole point of the Chicago, Chicago Sports Nation is to give you the most up-to-date information on the Chicago Bears, the Blackhawks, the Bulls, the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Fire. Um, and not just by anybody, but, but by fans, by people who can relate to what you're feeling in that moment. So if you're frustrated, the person posting is going to be frustrated. It's not just a general post. like You're going to see the personality of the people who are posting behind Bears Nation or Blackhawks Nation or White Sox Nation and the opportunity is open to you as well if you want to be a part of the team and just share that's that's what it's all about it's, it's just sharing and um, it's all up to date and it's all stuff that's really coming out and so um, I asked these guys why they wanted to be a part of Chicago Sports Nation so let's find out uh, what they had to say uh well uh honestly my dad once again got me into it I saw the he or he saw the add on Twitter. I was like, oh, this is really cool. You should go do it. You'd fight with your friends all the time with Bears stuff. Why not put that into something useful? And, you know, I'd seen different stuff. I'm, like I said, I'm 15, still in high school. I'm still looking for a career. 
And I've considered going into maybe analytics or sports writing or commentating or something to do with sports. And I figured this would be something cool, kind of get me introduced to that kind of stuff, put me in a position where if I like this, maybe I can make a career out of it. Maybe I can do something with it. And if not, it's just a fun time waster. Yeah. Gets me to, like we're doing the whole positional thing right now. I'm learning about players I've never heard of because they're, they just got signed to the team on drafted free agents, different guys, uh, journeymen, linemen, uh, Learn a more, lot more about Trubisky through this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just – I just thought it looked fun. It's been a good learning experience so far. That's – so I've talked to a few of, like, upper upper guys that are actually in the business, and it's been – that's been their biggest thing. Like, hey, by the way, like, if this is something you really want to do and you want to get into it, it's experience. Like, right. Um, yeah. you've, you've got to you've got to be able to sell yourself to a company later on. So – and a lot of them require like two or three years of experience. So if you're already two or three years of experience before you even graduate, um, you're you're doing pretty good. And, and I can't believe you're 15. I'm reading some of your stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, I wish, I wish I could be like him one day. So it's pretty cool that you're 15 and uh, writing some legit stuff. But the main reason you're with Chicago Sports Nation is just because it's fun and you're passionate about the team. Exactly, 100%. Gotcha, cool. I think what originally caught my eye was, um, you know, partially the op- just the opportunity. Um, I had been wanting to, to get into the kind of the blogging world for some time now. And um, I'd actually applied to a few places and hadn't really heard back. And, um, you know, I, I heard back from, you know, Chicago Sports Nation and I took, you know, hit the ground running and um, gave me a chance to talk about, you know, the Blackhawks and my writing and, um, and then once, once I got into the, the Slack forum with, you know, yourself and Tony and Caleb and Ricky and, um, you know, and what keeps me is the culture and just, you know, the great people that you can just talk sports with, you know, all of us are fans, you know, all of us love the, the teams we talk about and write about, and, you know, without a great culture and, you know, it wouldn't be the same, but there's, you know, this just everybody loves what they do and everybody loves the teams and everybody loves to talk about them. And, you know, it's not about the money. It's about the love for it and the, the passion for it. And, um, being able to do this is, is pretty cool. Um, you know, who, I, it's not about the money. Uh, it's just about fulfilling that, that passion for the, the game and the, and the love of sports. Um, you said you were trying to get into it. So you applied a couple other places. Why, um, What's your ultimate goal with it, do you think? I mean, obviously, ultimate goal is we all get make it on TV and we're talking Bears football on ESPN. For sure. But um, what, what's your mindset? What are you thinking realistically? Um, you know, realistically, I think it's it's something that even if I can do as a hobby cool. um, on the side is is something fun. Um, my my career is as an, uh, an accountant. Um but, you know, I, I've always loved sports. I've always wanted to work in sports. Um, you know, so if the, the, the opportunity ever did present itself, even if it was, you know, more of a, just even a local writing opportunity or something of that nature, um, I think it would definitely at least make me think about a career change because, um, you know, it's, it's the ultimate case. I mean, I, I enjoy what I do now as a career, but I mean, to be able to to take a hobby and turn that into a career, I, I mean, 
everybody's dream is to do something you love for work because then it's not work. So, um, I think realistically, you know, if it's a hobby, I'm okay with that. And, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to go somewhere with it, I think it would definitely be worth considering. Yeah. So my immediate thought is Aaron Lemming. I'm sure you've seen him on uh, Twitter. Yeah. 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 So he, I guess he does, uh, he does it. And then he also does, uh, obviously does the bear stuff. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my immediate thought is like, that'd be so cool just to be able to do what I do on the side, but also yep. have this following. So the last question I asked Ron and David was where do they think the bears are going this season? So being a fan, you obviously always are a little optimistic, but these guys, they, they really shared some realistic viewpoints on where the bears could head this season. So let's find out what they had to say. The neutral consensus or the consensus of bears fans right now is playoff bound this year, but I think that's a bit of a stretch. You're bringing in a new offensive coaching staff, and you're bringing in all these new players from all these different places. You got the rookies coming in. You got Allen Robinson from Jacksonville. You got Aaron Lynch from San Francisco. You got Taylor Gabriel from Atlanta. You got all these people coming in. It's their first year on the team, and I'm not saying these new additions aren't great. They're fantastic. They were exactly what we needed, but the chemistry. I just think, and the whole learning a new playbook and all these different things coming in right away, I don't know if it's going to blend together well enough to be playoff bound, especially in a competitive NFC. And Well, NFC North, let alone NFC, because you have the Packers and the Vikings both competing for playoffs this year in our division alone, and then you have teams out there like the Rams who just keep getting better and better. The Falcons are going to be on the comeback. The Eagles, once again. The Seahawks are teetering. I mean, they're a playoff team, or they could be a playoff team. It all depends on how the defense holds out with, holds up without Sherman. And I just think with the competition and the whole process of learning a new offense and adding in new players to learn the defense, I don't know if it's playoff bound, but I definitely think we're going to improve tremendously from last season. I'm thinking a solid somewhere between 7 and 9 and 10 and 6. That's where I'm thinking the Bears are headed this year. Yeah, so I had I had them. If you if you got a chance to catch the uh, uh, podcast, it was the bold predictions and um, game predictions or yeah, whatever. Anyways, um, I had them at eight wins. So we'll see, man. Um, I, I mean, I'm all for them making the playoffs. That would be tremendous. I haven't seen it in five years, at least. So I mean, I'd be all for it if they made the playoffs. But I don't I don't know if I see it happening this year. Next year. Now, that's another story, but this yeah. year not. And I think I think you nailed it. It's it's more of a, uh, it's not a lack of skill. Like I think the Bears are going to be good. I think they're going to be competitive, but that schedule, dude. I, don't, I just don't see them winning a lot of those games. Like yeah, like you, see, you mentioned. I think, Go ahead. Uh, when you had the the Eagles' dream team that was assembled a couple of years ago, everyone thought that was going to be the best team in the league, and then it ended up completely flopping because the players they just weren't they were they weren't the right fit play with each other the chemistry wasn't there they were all learning the new offenses the new defenses and I, I kind of think that's how we're going to be this year but not to the same effect like we don't have the same height behind us but I don't think it's going to be near as good as what people think uh the Bears are going I think they're going far this year um I'm, I'm really excited I think this is the uh the most excited I've been about a Bears team probably since the Super Bowl run um at least going into a season you know, they, they're bringing back pretty much every key piece on what was a top 10 defense last year. And, 
Vic is back as D coordinator and they're, they're keeping together that unit that was successful. Um, and then they've totally turned it around on offense. Matt Nagy is a great offensive mind. I mean, you saw how dynamic that Kansas City offense was the last two or three seasons with him on the staff. And, you know, Mitchell Trubisky has said it himself that he was built for this offense. Um, I, I'm unbelievably excited. He's got, you know, Allen Robinson on the flank. And, um, you know, if Kevin White can be – at least a, a decent role player on the other outside, they'll be in good shape. And then you got two great slot receivers and Taylor Gabriel and, and uh, second round draft pick, Anthony Miller. And then, you know, you add onto that with what they already have in the backfield and, and, and uh, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. And now they bring in Trey Burton to play tight end. And they still have Adam Shaheen, who they call baby Gronk. And uh, there's, there's never been a bears offense with this many weapons. Um, yeah, I can tell you. I'm so I'm, yeah, I'm beyond excited. They're they're going to be fun to watch, and even if they go through some growing pains early, and maybe it is a nine and seven year, and they just miss the playoffs, they're going to be trending in the right direction, and it's it's going to be a bright future in Chicago. So for this next segment, I decided to have a little fun with the guys and just figure out who their favorite player is on the team right now on, on the current roster. Um. And it's actually kind of fun just to hear their opinion. So here we go. All right, so let's talk about let's talk some Bears football really quick. Who's your favorite player? We'll go, we'll start there. Ooh, damn, that's a tough one. See, for the past couple of years, I've been a big Kyle Long guy. I played off. I don't play anymore, but when I played football, I played offensive line. So Kyle Long was always a player I really liked. But recently, the Trubisky craze, the Trubisky. Like Lynn Sanity, true sanity, if you want to call it that. It's really just swayed me. So I'd have to say either Trubisky or Kyle Long, definitely. Other than the fact that you related to Kyle Long on a on a positional level, is there a reason why you liked Kyle Long? Like his personality, the way he plays? Oh, yeah. I, I love big personalities in sports. And Kyle Long, with the different things he does on Twitter and the different promotional stuff he does, I just think he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And Trubisky, why him? Just because of the just how he is the focal point of the team now, or well, I mean, he's the quarterback. Got to love yeah. the quarterback. Yeah. And I, I'm a North Carolina Tar Heels fan for basketball. I'm not real big into college football specifically with the team. So when I saw a kid coming out of North Carolina, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of got a relationship. It's the same reason I used to like Julius Peppers. But I went back. After he was drafted, I watched a ton of film on him. I watched his games, watched interviews, and I just got engulfed in his pers- in him as a player and as a person, and it just made me like Mitchell Trubisky. Allen Robinson. Uh, that might be the easiest question you've asked me all day. Uh, <laughs> Why, uh, I was – I don't know. I So I was – I knew a little bit about him coming out of college, not a terrible amount when he came out of Penn State, but – um, you know, I've always had a bias toward the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, rooted for them since the Fred Taylor days and the Maurice Jones drew days. And so I've always had a little bias for them and I kind of kept tabs on them. And, um, I remember reading a lot about him prior to his breakout year when he had the, the 14 touchdowns and the 1400 yards, um, which he also helped me go win both of my fantasy leagues that year. So thank you, Alan. Um, but no, he was, he was just, I started watching him and I, I like 
the big receivers, you know, one of my all time favorite players was Moose and Muhammad. So, you know, I've always had this bias toward receivers and I think because partially I always wanted to be a receiver and I was never fast enough and I was always an offensive lineman, but, um, no, nah, Allen just, he kind of, I grew kind of fond of his game and the way he played. And then obviously got hurt and I was really disappointed. And I have his number 15 Jaguars Jersey hanging in my closet right now. And, um, as soon as I saw the bears signed him, it was like not even six o'clock in the morning yet when I was up going to work. And that was, that was the first notification I read. And I think I, uh, I almost scared my dad the heebie-jeebies out of them because I screamed in the back of the car <laughs> that they'd gotten them. And so, um, no, and so it's just kind of that perfect com- uh, combination of, you know, one of my favorite players in the league is now on my favorite team. So my, uh, my number 12 Allen Robinson Jersey is currently en route and being shipped. Um, I'm debating getting an orange one too, because why not? And yeah, yeah. he's, he's my favorite. Uh, he's my guy to watch this year. I'm, I'm excited. I actually get to see him for 16 games instead of the one or two games when the Jaguars are on TV that I can watch. So based off, um, so that's based off play because you obviously like Allen Robinson and what he brings to the table. But what about because he hasn't really shown him himself on social media too much, his personality, who he is. What about like yeah. personality wise? Who would you like to sit down and like drink a beer with? Just talk. Ooh. And we'll, even, we'll open this up to, to retired players, too. To retired make it, players, too? Make it even okay. harder for you. <laughs> uh, that does make it hard. So I've actually, just a very small backstory. I've um, I've had a lot of cool opportunities throughout the years because a family friend of ours, and now she's a, a former employer of mine as well, uh, she's an event planner. Uh, and she actually used to work for the Bears at one point. So oh, wow. um, I've had the, the privilege to meet guys like Dan Hampton and, uh, Nathan Vasher and I got to meet Hester at one point and Tommy Harris and um, Robbie Gold and a couple other guys so <laughs> I mean that's that's a tough decision I you know what I, I, I'll keep it to the current team because there is one guy that I do really like and that's Akeem Hicks okay um, I, I like his social media presence he seems kind of like that that perfect football player where off the field he's you know this big goofball and you know, he's really fun to hang out with and guys gravitate to him. And, you know, he's got this bub kind of out there personality. And then, you know, on the football field, he's this 300 pound monster that just eats def- or eats offenses alive. Um, I remember when they signed him, I, I got really excited based on what I'd seen him do in, in New Orleans and in New England. So, um, yeah, I think right now he's probably the guy I would, I would try and, and grab a beer with outside of, my boy A Rob, uh, I think Akeem Hicks is is my pick. Um, just two big guys, two two linemen sitting down grabbing a beer sometime would be pretty cool. Anything else you've been preaching on your Twitter <laughs> or with your friends or just something something you want to get off your chest? Uh, and, all right, this is gonna happen. Something big I've been seeing is the lack of respect for Jordan Howard. Yes, I mean you talked about a guy that has been basically top five rushing in the league the past two years. His first two years in the league, he was two yards out of the top five, I believe, this season. And you have people out there that don't consider him a top ten running back. And, like, I just – I guess the whole idea with it is they're talking about, like, oh, he's a power back. He's not going to last in this league. 
we're in a pass-first league. Running backs are kind of dying off, especially with Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to be focusing on him. Howard's not going to get as many carries. Howard's not going to be as important with splitting carries with Tariq Cohen, too. But we saw last season with uh, Kamara and Ingram that running backs that are splitting carries are still phenomenal. They, they still perform fantastic. And I think that Howard this year, he's going to prove the haters wrong again. He's going to be top five in rushing at least. And I think personally, trying to look at it from a non-biased standpoint, if you're not putting Howard at least in your top five, maybe top three, maybe like that, I could see an argument for top three, but at least top five. If you're not putting him at least top five in the league for running backs, you got something going on. You're overlooking him. You're not giving him the credit he deserves. I mean, he's putting up these fantastic stat lines behind offensive lines that have been battered with injuries the past two years. You have your best lineman, Kyle Long, being out two, basically two consecutive years. You have Cody White here, who's supposed to be playing center. He's filling in every position. He's playing everywhere because people are getting hurt. And you have, like, even the backups are getting hurt. Now, a lot of people want to attribute that to the training staff. I don't, I don't want to get into all that. But mm-hmm. you have the... Uh, he's running behind a battered line in a run-first offense where the quarterback, at least last year, wasn't getting nearly enough chances to show his worth, to show what he could do. And he split. He, last year, he was splitting carries with Tariq Cohen. And he's, like I said, he still managed to get top five in the league. I think if Cohen wouldn't have been on the team, which would be awful, but if he wouldn't have been there, if Howard would have gotten every carry that Cohen did or you know, just got more carries than what he did, he would have at least been top three in rushing. Yeah, I, and I completely agree that he's super underrated. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why people don't talk about him more. Like, the, even even the, the Bears have been hyped even, like, on ESPN and NFL. Like, people are saying right. that they're, they're going to be, like, this underground team. And even with all that exposure, we don't talk about Jordan Howard more, and it drives me nuts. Like, I'm just like, come on. Like, this guy has proven himself two years in a row um, right. on, on a team that has no – no receiving stats at all. Like, yeah. how the heck? Like, people are planning for Jordan Howard every week, right? Um, and that's and it. He's completely destroying the defenses that are planning for him. Yeah, and so I'm super excited about what he's going to do and what yeah. uh, what they have what they have going for this season. Um, what's What's scary about this season is we've all been hyped before. Like, I think I think it was when we had Martellus Bennett, Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, and Matt Forte all back there. And so yeah. we were like, oh, man, this is going to be a great season. Like, the, Jay Cutler ha- has weapons galore. It's going to be amazing. And then um, nothing happened. And so I'm kind of – I mean, I know it was a coaching thing. I think that was the year that we had right. Mark Dressman. Dress, Mark yeah. um, and so – we're hoping with Mac. Nag- I just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm trying not to be too optimistic. Is the only thing, and, right. I, and just because I've been burnt before, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, see, that's my biggest thing. I'm overly optimistic about most things, especially football. Football's. Mm-hmm. I get it from my dad all the time. I sit and I'll talk football with my dad for hours at a time. Not even just Bears football, but football in general. Mm-hmm. And he always tells me that I'm too optimistic. Like mm-hmm. I've been preaching Trubisky since the day he was drafted. And my dad still isn't sold on him. He doesn't know if anything's going to happen with him because he has all these issues that my dad sees. Because in my opinion, 
I know this is probably going to sound cheesy or corny or whatever, but I don't think there's anyone that understands a game of football better than my dad. And he can pick things out that I like. I'll be watching ESPN and NFL Network and reading articles, and my dad will pick things out that even these analysts who have been working for years and years and years, and this is their profession, they'll just completely look over. And granted, it's usually small things, but I mean, it's there's usually still important things like Trubisky's footwork or his uh, inability to find. Like last year, he had a game where he had a receiver coming wide open across the center of the field, and he threw it down the sideline and almost threw an interception. And obviously, you're not going to catch it every time, but that was like a completely blatant, anyone should have seen that type of thing. He was rolling mm-hmm. out to the right and had a guy run into the right, and he had a guy going down the right sideline and threw it down the sideline almost threw an interception. And then, but... I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Trubisky. Like I said, I love Trubisky. I have all the faith in the world in him. I think he's going to be the quarterback to finally do what McMahon did and lead the team to the Super Bowl. Not this year, not next year, maybe not the year after, but it's going to happen. And, but, I mean, my like I was saying, my dad just picks out the smallest little things, and he'll sit, like, and even these things that he picks out, if they're not talked about, or if. I hear an analyst talk about it. It'll be like a month down the road. It, they'll see something like, I just noticed blah, blah, blah. And I'll be thinking to myself, hey, my dad was talking about that a month ago. You know, I'm David Miller. I'm 15, and I am a Chicago Sports Nation blogger. My name is uh, Ron Luce. I am currently um, a blogger for Blackhawks Nation as part of Shy Sports Nation and also joining the Wagrant uh, Enterprise team as one of four co-hosts on the uh, Fire Away Fantasy Football Podcast coming to you this fall. A little plug. It's going to be a fun ride. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, very thankful to, to Shy Sports for the opportunity and being able to talk about and write about my favorite teams in my favorite city. So this will be the last podcast of the summer for Bears Nation podcast, but uh, I just wanted to say my name is Josh Lyles, and I'm a fan just like you. The Bears and what the sport of football stands for is what inspires me to do what I do for Bears Nation. If this is something you're interested to be a part of, uh, come find us on any of our social media platforms, and as always, bear down. Welcome.